This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. If you enjoy this podcast, I would be grateful if you would leave a review at ratethispodcast.com slash Tamar, T-A-M-A-R. Thank you so much. And now we begin. Hey, everybody. I am super excited. I have Brandon Snower here. He is a jet setter. Came, flew in just for this podcast, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, don't yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Only for you. Yeah, only, only for me. You. So you're in New York City, right? I am. Okay. Am. So we're, we're local, but we're not really local. But he did take a red eye to, to kind of get here on time and was on time in a different time zone. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, so tell me a little bit. Uh, well, first of all, where, where in the city are you? I live in Chelsea. Nice, nice. Um, I live yeah, in a few parks. I've been out here for two years. Nice, nice. Uh, so How about I'm, you? I'm, I'm actually in Westchester County. I was in the upper, I was in Morningside, uh, Morningside Heights and the Upper West Side for a while. And then I made my way slowly up as, as I moved in. <laughs> I guess it's, it's, you know, it actually uh, coincides with the different milestones in, in life, the marriage and then the having kids. And right. so the, it was Riverdale first and then it was uh, Westchester. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, cool. So. Uh, Brandon's here and he has a, as a, an entrepreneurial journey that I definitely wanted to share because he did, I guess the unlikely and he did something especially like that is extremely gutsy and pretty fab. So I, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to introduce it. I'm going to let you do that all. Um, go ahead. Tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah. Um, th- well, thanks for having me. Um, you know, it's always Great to speak with other entrepreneurs and, and just discuss kind of the, the facets, the obstacles, and kind of the journey, um, you know, just to help others. Um, and so essentially, you know, starting out, um, I'm 24 right now. Um, I graduated from Northwestern University um, a few years ago in 2019. And um, you know, like every person in college, um, you know, you don't really know what you want to do. You know, very rarely, like, people are, like, set as, like, if you're an engineer, you're a doctor, you know, you're, those are kind of, like, set courses that you take and then you know where you want to be. Um, but, like, most, you know, I, I didn't know. I studied learning, learning and organizational change, which, you know, it's very, like, a broad not very niche kind of um, path in terms of you can go to X if you study organizational change, right? It's like understanding human behavior. Um, and I, I didn't want to be a psychologist, but, you know, I, I liked understanding people and, and leading and seeing what, what works and what doesn't in terms of like the human psyche um, within organizations and, and just interactions with people. And, um, but with that, you know, I've always had this like business mind and kind of business acumen. My, my dad always had small businesses here and there, you know, he'd start one, you know, quit and then start it back up again and, um, and then just move all over the place. But from there, I, I knew I wanted to either build something at some point or, you know, I knew I had a business savviness from just watching him, you know, work hard and get up at five and, and do all these things. 
um, that, you know, you don't really get to see, um, you know, growing up that much. Um, and from there, you know, that kind of just took me to this spot where, okay, what's the, what is going to lead me to a path that will give me a lot of opportunity down the road? And I thought, well, you know, finance, banking, they make a lot of money. You know, it is a challenging environment. You know, they're smart people and they work super hard, but that's the trajectory I want to go to. Um, so I went for it and, you know, I didn't have any finance background, um, didn't know what an income statement was, you know, I was really underqualified. Um, but you know, that kind of shaped me to like really grind and really learn about, okay, I have to learn all of this, all of this information in order to get, you know, a career that I want. And so ultimately I ended up, you know, with a job, um, someone took a shot at, shot on me, um, you know, working on Wall Street at, at you know, a pretty large bank. Um, and from there, I started um, working as an investment banking analyst. You know, I was the happiest person in the world. And, you know, I, I had my career that I wanted. Um, but there was an, a massive learning curve, right? Like I started learning organizational change and and everyone else was studying finance, math, you know, accounting. Um, but, you know, that just meant that I had to, you know, wake up at 5 a.m., go to the office, study, you know, learn as much as possible, be a sponge, and literally be the last one and turn the lights off. And I did that every single day um, because I knew I wanted to progress. I wanted to learn and, and take on this challenge. And so, you know, six months in, seven months in, you know, I'm still happy. I'm still absorbing and, and learning. And then it kind of just hits me kind of randomly that I know that this isn't the path for me. Um, it, you know, I wanted something that embraced everything about business, not just one aspect of it. You know, I like the creativity. I like the design. I like, um, you know, thinking in different creative ways that, you know, might not necessarily be the case in, you know, an investment banking or, or corporate world. Um, so I left and that was March of 2020. And that's when COVID was, you know, creeping up in the U S but it wasn't as significant around the world. There was, you know, Italy and, and China and Asia. And obviously, um, it was, you, you, uh, you weren't in Westchester then. You had no idea. It was pretty bad here. I had no idea. Yeah. I don't, and I don't, no one, no one really did. Um, you know, like we would hear on the news and I remember like making reports to our clients, you know, about the impact of COVID to like the markets and, you know, like everyone was saying, oh, it's not going to be that bad, you know, and then this was early, early March, like maybe late February. Yeah, and we, uh, we uh, just so you know, I'm connected to uh, patient, our index case here. And I was part mm -hmm. of an outbreak where I started having symptoms in the beginning of March also. And wow. Yeah, so we were under a quarantine as of March 3rd. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you were quitting your job. Dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad had COVID, I think, you know, without knowing that he had it. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's so um, crazy. In February. But yeah, and, and you know, I didn't really think anything of it. Um, I just knew that I didn't like where I was 
where I was and what I was doing and what that was going to lead me towards. Um, so I quit. Um, didn't give two weeks notice. Quit that day. <laughs> That's People crazy. Were, People were yeah. <laughs> People were not happy. Oh, um, but they were supportive. They were very supportive. You know, they, they, they should have seen the writing on the wall. It wasn't even about you. Like, it wasn't you, it wasn't them. It was just the nature of the the world. And, you know, that was the, if that was the biggest disruption they had, that's the, you know, they had a pretty, they got lucky. I don't know, but. No, yeah. And, and I never, I'm not the person to show that I don't like something. You know, like, I'm going to work as hard as I did the first day to my last day. And people were shocked that I yeah. quit. Wow. They had no idea. It took me two hours to quit. Yeah. So just must like everyone, or Yeah, just everyone wanted to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that so, was something wrong. Or, <laughs> did you, um, you had a plan in place or you just decided you were going to quit and you were going to figure it out later? I, I had a plan. I, I wanted to move into marketing. Um, and I was interviewing at different places and... Technically, I thought I was going to start at a new marketing agency in April, um, but it was like more of my optimism that I was going to get it rather than it was going to happen. Um, and and so, you know, when I quit, I you know I was under the assumption I had it, and you know when everyone was taking you know back about COVID, you know, all the offers were rescinded, everything was going away, and especially digital marketing was, you know, severely impacted. And so they took away the potential offer that I had. Oh, wow. Um, so I didn't have a job, and I was 23, had a pretty good degree at Northwestern. You know, I, if you told me I wasn't gonna have a job a year out of college, um, I would have laughed. Because that's just, I just never expected it. Um, and, but at that point, I kind of, I don't really know what hit me, but I always wanted to start and be an entrepreneur. And at that moment, I just felt like it was the best opportunity to do it. Right. Like I didn't have a job and I just kind of went for it. And I had no idea what to do, um, like what to, to build and what to start. Um, and I just kind of thought about it. I know I'm, I'm the type of person, I know a ton of people are, they just write ideas in their, you know, iPad or your iPhone, like in your notes. Um, and I just had a list. Um, and I just went through the list. Um, and then just one day, you know, I saw, like, I remembered having this contrast collar shirt from, like, high school. It was like a a very casual, but very elegant, like untucked Oxford button down. And it was blue with a white collar. And I was like, okay, like I, I lost this shirt. Let me, let me try to find it online. And it didn't exist. I spent a week looking for it and it, it just genuinely didn't exist. And this was my favorite shirt, favorite style of all time. And so as I was looking at all these online menswear brands, Instagrams, like trying to find the shirt for a week. It was like a light bulb hit me where indirectly I was seeing how all these menswear brands were targeting 40 year olds and up. Like they were very traditional, very outdated in their marketing, their branding, 
And as a 23 year old, I looked at every single one. I was like, they're not talking to me. You know, like they're not resonating with me at all. Um, I'm a 23 year old. I like to, you know, look at things and enjoy and connect with a brand that is more than just selling a product. Right. And, and then I looked at like competitors and the most popular DTC apparel brands and they were so cool. Like they were so fun. They spoke to this millennial, young, fun, creative, personal audience in their own respective niches. And I was like, why can't this happen in classic menswear? Why can't there be a really young, fun, cool, sophisticated style and brand that connects with all of these guys from, you know, 20 to like 35 and not even that, but it will resonate with people that are older than that because they want to be a part of like the young, fun, hip culture. Um, and so I started and, and from there it was kind of just building every single day. Let's make the coolest, most unconventional, young, fun brand possible while still having this high quality elegance and sophistication that all these luxury menswear brands have. Um, and that's what I've been doing ever since for about a year. That's great. That's so cool. So tell, like, I guess I'm going to have to ask you <laughs> that journey. Cause I mean, you, you, you found an opportunity, but you know, the next part was the supply chain and the logistics and I mean, growing the team, I'm not even sure if it's just you still. And I assume there's probably more. So what, what, what's the process to build a company from this vision? That it's you tough. Yeah, it was absolutely. Hard. Um, so this is adversity. And we're going to hear, we're going to talk is, about all no, this. Is, yeah. It's adversity, it's resilience, and it's failing a million times. Um, and you don't understand, like, you know, people like aspiring entrepreneurs, like I was an aspiring entrepreneur, and I would always see these articles and, and read these, um, or read these articles and, and hear these stories of, you know, these entrepreneurs just failing and failing and going through so much adversity. I was like, oh yeah, it's not gonna be that hard. It is, it's very difficult, but you have to have a certain mindset and it builds your character every single day. You just have to push through it. So to answer your question, um, I mean, it is still just me, um, but to start, the first thing I did was Google, like how do you start a clothing brand? Like Google. Wow. That's what's like, a, what's, very, very, cat, yeah. like that's very millennial. I'm not even sure what the, the, the right reaction is for that one. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but it was, I was so unprepared and had a lack of knowledge for anything in this space. I liked fashion in terms of I'm conscious of what I wear. I see what other people wear and I have a good eye, I think. You know, that was it. I never read magazines. I never kept up with trends. I didn't know what was popular. Like, I didn't know really any of these menswear brands except for, except for like the basic big ones, um, like Ralph Lauren and Brooks Brothers or Tommy Hilfiger. And um, it started out with, yeah, well, how do you start a clothing company? What is a supplier? What's a manufacturer? I had no clue. Wow. Absolutely no. And then it just built on, okay, 
what a supplier actually does, who are the people involved in supplier, and then it just builds from that, right? Like you learn more, and then you read, you read and research, you learn a bit more about a different aspect of, um, of the starting a company, right? Like incorporate, like it got to like so many things where it was just going all over the place because I wanted to learn everything, right? And a lot was most of it was common sense in terms of like what to research, right? Like I know I want to be uh, uh, selling on a, online, okay? So like how do I build a website? What platform do I use? What's like this sales funnel from like like the customer seeing my content for like keeping them engaged and having them through this funnel of like email marketing and um, social media presence. Like all of this was just things that I kind of knew had to happen in a company just based off of just my common sense, but I had to actually know how to do it and research. And there were obviously things that I had no clue, right? Like I had no idea that like what Clavio was. I had no idea what, um, you know, like a 3PL was. Right. It's almost um, like you need to explain that to people who are listening. Who don't know what yeah, that is exactly. Either. So like a 3PL, like third party logistics is, you know, basically the, the transportation from, um, you know, like where your manufacturer is to a warehouse, um, you know, that distributes your shipping when a customer buys it. Or Clavio is an online software service that makes you build your email templates and creates a sales funnel for your email marketing campaigns. Um, so like when you purchase a product or when you get an email, like we build it in Clavio and send it to you. Um, there's so many things. I there's millions of things that you have to think about and, and research and learn. And luckily this was my full-time job. Um, but I, I needed, you know, income. So I was doing, you know, things here and there, you know, selling, flipping TVs, you know, flipping furniture, um, you know, trying to keep, you know, also, also I had a lot saved up just through banking because, you know, a benefit about working in finance is you don't spend the money because you're just too busy working. Right. <laughs> um, so I had some saved up, um, but it wasn't much. I only had a year of experience uh, of work. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just progressed and progressed, you know, but you know, in terms of the failures and adversity, right. Like finding that manufacturer, um, there were so many times where I had no clue what, like how to build the shirt. Like how do you make this idea that you have in your head a physical product without any experience? That's, that's so and cool. yeah, and it, it's, and it, I'm not saying that it's not, I mean, it's very much possible. You, I think every person or most people who start a product or, you know, a, a, a brand, like, like don't, don't they don't have experience in it like, like much like you know yourself right with right, yeah. uh, you know like your perfume right you went from idea to concept and and had the vision of i'm going to build this and i'm i need x steps to get there right yeah i knew i wanted to do it i spoke to a guy he created it for me because i wasn't going to sit myself down in a lab and wait lose 10 years of my life to just figuring out if you know this peppermint goes with like vanilla like it, that wasn't my thing you know 
I, I, I did that outsource that just like you have to kind of get at the supplier and to, to, to focus on the creation of the product. And then from then, I mean, the hardest part right now, and I'm still trying to figure it out is to make this more global because, you know, at least you can ship your stuff internationally. I can't because flammable, flammable, uh, I can't speak flammable mm. fluids is a, is a dangerous goods. And that challenges everything. It really does. Yeah, I'm sure. sure. I, I haven't even thought about going internationally yet. I want to. It just once at a time. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, I, it's not even that. It's like I had a crowdfunding campaign for that part. Mm-hmm. And I have a, cl- uh, a person, a buyer in Ireland, and I keep trying to do it. Uh, it's been returned to sender a few times. And yeah, Canada was hard enough. It was an argument. It was, in fact, I lost a couple, couple bucks couple times in fact shipping it out even though they promised me that they weren't going to incur any charges if it doesn't leave the state but then they reneged because it's covid and we we can right right Uh, no i know it's things that you just have to have to fail to actually learn at yeah i think that's a lot of that's how i learned and that's honestly how i built my company is i failed over a hundred times and I learned from it. And the, the thing is you can't make the same mistake twice or else you're not going to progress. Yeah. Like if you keep making, you know, like for example, like one of, I spent, you know, maybe I lost like a few thousand dollars because I jumped the gun on what I needed. Right. Like I thought I was going to have this manufacturer forever. Um, and it turns out that, the communication and just the partnership wasn't there in terms of scaling this business. So, you know, I bought thousands of boxes from him. I bought um, rolls of fabric that I'm not using today. Like it's, and and those are thousands of dollars of just me making mistakes and, and looking back and saying, okay, let me slow down, actually assess what I need I know how to speak to manufacturers. This is how I messed up and how do I change what I did in order to, you know, like progress and actually execute in a better and more effective way. Right. It's iterative. A hundred percent. You just figure it out. Uh, I I remember like having my first conversations with the people who are going to supply the bottles. And I mean, it was very embarrassing. I think I know how to have that conversation, but you know, I'm not doing it on an ongoing basis. Like you really are now, right. like you have, well, so, so talk about like your SKUs. How many, how many items do you have right now? What is, what is, what does the inventory look like? Yeah. So I had six SKUs when I launched. Um, and then it turns out, you know, two of them didn't sell well. So now I have four. Um, but like, so they're, they're contrast collars. They're, you know, the, the best Portuguese Oxford fabric that you can find. Um, and, and they're in four styles, all with a white collar, like very casual, very sophisticated. And, um, you know, I learned, right? Like in the beginning, I wanted 12 SKUs. I had like this vision of so many shirts and everyone's gonna love every shirt. And, you know, then, you know, after talking with people, they're like, no, 12 is way too much. And I'm like, oh yeah, small, medium, large, XL, double XL times 12 is crazy. I don't have enough money for that. Um, 
So, I mean, the, the less views you have, the more, you know, the better chance that, you know, you can have limited inventory um, and, and really, you know, sell, you know, more units because uh, there's less options. Um, yeah, yeah, that is complicated. And, and you, you hear that, you know, that I, I'm also one of those people who prefers a lot of options. But you mm -hmm. hear that when you watch a Shark Tank, and you also don't believe it, but it's true. It's true. It's well, true. And I watch Shark Tank every day, yeah. almost every day. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be on that one day. You should. You should. I, I have like 25 still on my TiVo that I have to get through, but it's so hard. Yeah. Okay. No, I have five. Oh, really? I'm still waiting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I told a funny story. Um, when I, one of the last weeks I was at, you know, uh, working in banking, there's Shark Tank on in the, in the, in the desk floor. And I was just, you know, telling all my, like, associates and analysts, I was like, I'm going to be on Shark Tank one day. Um, and, you know, I just, yeah, it's just, like, motivating and, you know, it's, it's just fun. People have told me that I should be on Shark Tank. They say my story is very apropos for Shark Tank, but... I don't know if I can subject myself to that. And I've, and I heard, you know, the, my first million podcast, they did the, uh, every well, uh, they did an interview with the, from the girl, from the chick who, who's the CEO of that founder and CEO of that. And I think she was talking about how she was on Shark Tank and like that either she got on or she didn't, but the prep is crazy. It's not just like, you know, you show up, you, you're obviously besides your presentation, they, mm. their team psychs you up for like, for months to prepare you it's like a it's a very rigorous program uh i do oh, have friends sure. who are on it also i just yeah it's it's just i just mentally cannot i don't think i could put myself under this the microscope in that way although it's such great pr and right uh, for me i might actually sell out and that's hard you like we were talking before we started and you were saying that you know sometimes you do feel the struggle of like motivation I want to, I want to, I want to like talk about that also, because yeah. I think you and I as entrepreneurs and, and first time entrepreneurs and that, you know, we basically, you launched this last year. I also pretty much launched last year. I was made the official announcement last year that my product mm -hmm. was finally available. So, uh, you know, I was uh, like pretty much in the same boat and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's very, very difficult. You found the need. I found the product that I think has this need, but it's not quite people understand it once they get there, but they don't um, like, they don't realize it. And I think it's partially, and my challenge is partially because uh, there's no real science like validation and there's a lot of education specific to this particular type of product. Like people do not see perfume, cologne. This is a, this is mm -hmm. unisex for mental health. And mm -hmm. you know, everyone's like, oh yeah, you should just sell to the, the perfume audience is very cutthroat and it's very com competitive, but I don't see myself mm -hmm. as a perfume product. And it's so hard because right now I'm still like, I, I go, it's like going back to the same conversation that I have earlier. Who's my target audience? Is it right. like mindfulness people or people who like, I need to bring into this mental health fray of like, you know, who, who like, you know, burn candles and incense and uh, sniff essential oils are all day. Or is it the people who like perfume and would buy it anyway? And I honestly am going at the former audience and that requires a lot more, a lot more effort, a lot more education. So I struggle a lot with that. Like you saw something and you need, you saw that people already are, are buying. So 
I want to, I want to, I want to kind of hear from you. First of all, you know, you talked about like building out your supply chain, you're building out the, the 3PL, doing all of that. But what for you, your next step was obviously making people, making your audience aware of who you are and that you exist. So tell right. me a little bit about like how you educated the world that you are around. Word of mouth. Me going out with my sandwich board on the weekends when people are drinking at bars and having fun. I have a sandwich board with a funny quote or, you know, or a funny like sign that, you know, they can follow me on Instagram and I'm launching. Um, but going to these bars with this sign and showing them the shirt, showing them the product, telling them the story of, hey, I'm just a regular guy like you, I worked in banking, I worked in the corporate world, you know, like, let's do something amazing. Let's do, let's do something in fashion for us. Um, that's awesome. You know, like, that's very yeah, good. And, and I still do it, you know, I, I have pictures, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm still just starting, right? It's not like everyone knows about me. And it's still like the hustle of, you know, me getting my name out there beyond my friends and family. Um, but, you know, in that regard, like I am not embarrassed at all to text as many people as possible, people that I haven't spoke to in 15 years or like 10 years since grade school or high school. Um, you know, just showing my vulnerability on LinkedIn, showing my vulnerability on Instagram of, you know, hey, I can't go out, you know, I'm, I'm working, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, doing all these things that I think a lot of people would just feel uncomfortable doing, just exposing yourself, um, or just feeling judged that you're doing things that, um, you know, are a little out there. Yeah. Um, you're doing something that's a hundred percent outside your comfort zone is really, really, it comes down to that. And yeah. You know, it, it, like, again, going back to this whole thing about, like, that, I, I don't know if the word is ne negative self-talk, but for me it is. It's something that, like, I struggle with on, on my, with my, the, the perfume still kind of figuring out the right audience. And mm. um, I always go back to reading the books by Robin Sharma. He is uh, a fantastic author he wrote a book about like the monk who sold his ferrari it was basically like a guy giving up like um you know fame and fortune and the prestige of his his uh working at a really uh prestigious company i don't even remember maybe a lawyer or whatever it was and um i'm, I'm reading the leader who has no title the leader without a title right now and it's really or something is a, a variation of that title but it's all about like even even though it's about like how you know you could work as a housekeeper at a hotel and still be the best, best in your own class. Like every single person in every organization can be the best at what they do, but like they reinforce things. And he says so many like good quotes that I like, I, I jot them down as I'm reading them in Google keep. And then I use mm -hmm. them to like, like to, to either write a social media post because I my, my whole philosophy of the brand is like, you know, that you can overcome all odds and you can be like, be positive and embrace your, who you are uh, kind of thing. So like, it really aligns with my mission and the values. But truthfully, it's not just about the mission and the values, it's about me as the entrepreneur in my personal right. circle. So like, 
you know, for that purpose, I would say you should follow my brand, but no, that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to sell that. I'm trying to say, you know, for, for you per personally, like, you know, that is, it's, it's about, it's about the hustle. It's about really pushing yourself and, um, getting yourself, make, making yourself aware that like you can just be awesome at, uh, at, you know, at just, just, you know, just chugging, chugging along. I'm not really sure. Spinning the wheel, right. and making sure they're they're moving forward. I'm not really sure where I'm going with that, but um, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you're, you're right, right though. I mean, there's there's so, so many times you're gonna self doubt yourself, um, like, like every day. day. I mean, especially especially when things don't go right, right? Like there's you know, and, and uh, that's you know, obviously you know, maybe common sense, but. When, when, when you're actually, actually going, going through it, you, you realize, realize how impactful that self-doubt is to your confidence, your decision-making, and, and, and just the quality of the work that you put out there, there right? Like, there, there are times where, like, I just, you know, I post something that I think so many people are going to resonate with and so many people are going to like, and it gets, like, three, four likes, right? And then I'm like... What, what, what did, did I, I just do? do? I, I thought, thought I spent, spent an hour, yeah, two hours, supposed... <laughs> maybe on this email or on this, like, like designing this post or drawing this uh, shirt from scratch. And, you know, people see it for a second and they don't care about it, right? Like, no one wants to like the detail that you put, like, four hours into. They don't. They don't. They have no clue. But, like, they shouldn't, right? Like, they're... I, I've learned, learned that, that it's, it's not expected, expected of them, them right? right? Like they're, they're just, we're just, just another brand that's trying to make an impact. And, and if we can get through you, we, we, we that's great. And that's what we want. want. But, but there's thousands of other things that people are scrolling through every second. Like we can't really blame them for scrolling, right? But it's tough. It's it's mentally exhausting to just see how, how maybe, maybe insignificant, insignificant your, your work may be to some people. people. And, and that's, that's really hard because you're dedicating your life, your time, your literally blood, sweat, and tears to this. And, and you see this vision and then someone just shrugging it off is like, like, you know, it, it hurts yeah. a lot. Yeah, so last Friday my social post was that you know you don't have to necessarily vote with your wallet you should support your fellow entrepreneurs with a like or with some sort of sharing it or telling your friends like it's so minimally fric friction it's minimally frictionful minimal yeah. friction there in terms of that kind of engagement versus you know you can't afford the product you don't want to buy the product at least do that and even with that no i might have gotten one like and i went out of my way to like thank her just to say for doing that i mean she knows the struggle because she's also an entrepreneur and i think yeah. entrepreneurs identify with the entrepreneurial journey but others do not and you know unfortunately we're we're of the minority here no and that's true um and, and like you learn that very quickly that people who aren't entrepreneurs don't or, or maybe haven't seen or been, been a part, part of a startup, startup like a very early stage startup, they don't know the work, the effort, the, 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 the like not even the straps that goes into it. 
um, and it's, it's, it's every day. It's not, it's, it's not just like, oh, it's three times a week. It's I'm working Saturdays, Sundays. I can't see my friends. Like, you know, it, it's something that it exudes it. It, sorry, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that's, that's the right word, but it consumes your life. It could, it, it probably would exhume you if, if you do if you keep yeah. doing it and it's not healthy. But yeah, yeah you're, you need, what, what I think the struggle is, is just trying to get that massive break where everything is just a snowball effect from there. Because right now you and I are climbing up a mountain and I, it's, this is something that was, I, I drafted a social post on this last night. And it's like climbing that mountain and you'll hit, sometimes you'll hit like a slippery part of the side of the mountain. And sometimes that a little bit of the rock under your foot will fall off and you're going to be stumbling and you're going to be falling and then you're going to fall back and then you're going to get really tired and you're not going to want to, you're going to want to sit on the, on the side of that mountain for a little while. Right. And people don't realize that because, you know, they get a job, they get stability, they deal with the toxic workforce and then they deal with their colleagues that, that, that kind of, you know, throw them under the bus and, you know, steal promotions in, instead of them. And they're not realizing that, you know, that company that they're working on, you know, maybe 15, 10, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, there was somebody on the other end, like you and I, who are really trying to push this and to make that company big. And some of them do, but other ones, you know, and you just don't want to be that other one. It's really where it comes no. down to. And, and for me, like, I was just, I had just stumbled a little bit and for a while I kind of had to take a breather and that's, you know, that's negative self-talk. Like, you know, I'm saying it's very identifiable um, because it's like, I still like, I just, I'm like paralyzed by what fork in the road do I traverse? Do I traverse this mindfulness perfume thing where people will find my perfume and think about mental health or do I just want to be another perfume bottle on the, on the wall where, I know that you all get buyers, but it's just a lot more competition. And every single day I wake up with this and now I, it's night, it's now I'm at the point where like, I have to set a daily goal that I actually work on the brands and try to tackle this problem. Right. And it's literally like, this has been like maybe nine months of no sleep time kind of things where I am still, still at the same position. Everyone's like, I, def I took a class on defining my target audience probably about a year ago during like COVID time, early COVID times. And I'm no further today than I was like a year ago. Cause I, everyone's like, it's so competitive, but it's not because of the way I want to position it, but nobody wants to buy it. What the hell do you do? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. these are the struggles that we all have. Just visibility is this, the biggest thing. And the best way to do that is, is honestly, you got to get an infusion of some sort of venture capital and put like all that money in marketing, that's why Shark Tank is very appealing for me because I could potentially sell that story right then and there, but I don't know if I want to do that. And I think, I think for you, I mean, it'd be perfect still for you, but you know, like everybody wants to take the different path and their journey has to be very different and very personal. So no, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah it's a hundred percent. And, um, like, like I had a conversation, conversation with, um, uh, someone, someone that I was networking with, um, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn and, He's, He's, you know, like a brand, brand strategist, strategist and, and he started his own, um, own, own beauty brands. Um, and he, he said, said your target, target audience is different than the people who are going to, who might buy your product. Um, and, and with that, that being said, like in terms of your, your perfume, perfume maybe, maybe it's the people, people that care about mental health. health. 
that want to support it, that buy it, rather than the people who actually are going through it. Right. Or or they're buying it for the people, a loved one or someone that they know that has gone through something. It doesn't necessarily have to be the most extreme case, but maybe something has happened in their life, like a death or or something that is un, un, uncomfortable. Right. And maybe they gift that to them. Right. And, and there's so many ways to think about it, but like who you're trying to sell to might not actually be the, 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 the people that buy it. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm in the same boat as you. It's like friends and family. It's like, it's where oh, it is. Yeah. You know, so yesterday, like, like I said, I, I had been really kind of facing that self-doubt really head on. And mm -hmm. I had this to-do item to post about my launch on Reddit. There's a, in, like a, an indie group, but not for, not for this. I would say that you, should, I wonder if you could post like the, on the uh, subreddit, the entrepreneur subreddit. But I announced the, my, that I'm an indie brand in the indie uh, perfume makeup, uh, IMAM, indie makeup and more yesterday. And I pushed myself oh. to do it. Like it was something that was on my to-do list for literally like eight months. I kept pushing, postponing and postponing, postponing because I was terrified. Because I don't know, like I want to be more mainstream. I don't want to be one of the indies. Um, right. And, you know, still figuring that part of that audience out was like a struggle. And then literally like maybe like three minutes after I hit the, the post button, I get this email from somebody who said, you know, I wanted to let you know I bought your perfume back in the day. I hope you remember me. Well, she didn't even say, I hope you remember me. She didn't think I remembered her. And she's right. like, I put it on and I put it on right before I take a shower and I love it. And I was like, wow, like this is like, it's sort of like meant to happen. But like, I honestly, I've had like weeks of like dry spells where like things aren't like moving because of the struggle of this target audience challenge and getting beyond that. But that was like a story, like that one to me, it was like a little bit of a cue to like keep going and keep pushing this because it's still about figuring that out. But the perseverance is what happens. And now like oh, to, yeah. push, to push away and I'm going to, I'm going to put the, the microphone back in your front of your face in a second. But one of the, <laughs> the, the struggles just in figuring that out, I, um, I, I just bought a, haven't gotten it yet. It's being prepared, but I bought a wall decal for my office that now mm. is going to like remind me again, like I had a story and I was really kind of reeling through like the trauma of like losing something. And it was really the person like precipitated the launch of this brand. But like, mm -hmm. you know, this is that's sort of becoming more numb and COVID is obviously more pronounced. And, and like you lose sight of like where it's coming from, or at least I was for a while. So I, I had to remember where I was going. And so I bought this decal that says, how badly do you want it? And I'm gonna put it on my wall. And hopefully that will awesome. remind me. So like, you know, when you have negative self-talk, you got, you got to figure out how to negate that. And there we go. So a hundred percent. I have the exact same, like kind of, uh, thing that I do on my, I always have like an inspirational either image or quote that I make on my phone and I wake up every day or even like reading, you know, if I'm on my phone right now, and I try to open my phone or unlock it, like I read this quote or it's there, right? Like I know it's there, maybe I don't read it, but it says, make a million, am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah, yeah, go for it, everybody, it's funny, everybody apologizes, I'm like, I don't care anymore. No, I mean, I'll curse all day, it's just, um, I don't know if it was, right. It's like, make a million fucking mistakes, but don't waste your time making the same mistake twice. Successful people know how to get back up after shit happens, 
how are you going to respond? Move forward, it's done. Yeah. And like I have this with like my logo underneath um, and like my colors and everything, but like I made this quote because like I started from nothing in terms of like knowing anything about what I was doing. I made so many mistakes and mistake after mistake after mistake. It literally, it literally was just, just deterring me from, from like, like continuing this. Right. It's really, really, really hard to pull that out, pull out. I love how you tackle like so many different things in that in that quote. You're just like you know, you know, like make mistakes. Not don't look back. Just look to the present. Yeah, it's, it's done. done. Like, like who gives a shit? shit? You made a mistake. mistake. Like, like move forward. Like, like it already happened. You can't do anything about it. it. Yeah, and I think I think most of us spend our lives looking back at uh, behind our shoulders versus moving to the present. And it changes yeah. everything. Uh, you know, I, I find that suggestive quotes are really, really helpful. And they say, like, you know, I used to think that was cheesy stuff. Like, I would read Noah St. John or Napoleon, like, not so much Napoleon Hill, but like Rhonda Byrne for the, she mm -hmm. wrote The Secret. Napoleon Hill, I mean, he's the guy who kind of like pioneered this movement of like, you know, mindset is everything. Um, it is. And it, it, but yeah, 100% is, but like, they also like, this whole Noah St. John's thing is all about like writing affirmations. And I always, I always was reading, I had read his books in the past in this moment where I didn't, I wasn't believing myself. So I wasn't going to believe in the affirmations. And nowadays I just have like, you know, up in my bathroom, I have another one that says be awesome today. And yeah. even if, if I, if I walk in my bathroom and I don't even pay attention to it, it doesn't make the impact. But I do believe that if I actually just like take a quick glance and I recognize that it's there, it really does have that suggestive nature and it turns things on for me. So I thought, you know, I think that, I think that these things are so important and you just, it's not even about, it's like the Noah St. John thing. I guess that's why he, no one knows who the heck he is. He's just one of those other guys who's like in that book, in that, in that space. But it really is about not necessarily uh, like just, just having it there to, to suggest without like doing anything else. And yeah. it pushes, it pushes its way into your psyche and you, you, you figure it out and, and you make yourself like, as, as most of these guys say, you make yourself get to that point because your mind wants to get there because you've convinced yourself that you can. Right. But people, people I, believe I believe that everyone's smart, smart enough to do something, to, to, to start, start a company, company to, to do, do like, like to, to build, build what, what they, they want to create. It's, it's like, like obviously, obviously you have, you have to, to do, do the research, research. you have, you have to, to work super hard, hard. You, have you have to like, like learn, learn, you know, everything. But if you don't have the mental toughness to do it, it then you're not, not like that's, that's what differentiates like a successful, successful entrepreneur to from a not successful entrepreneur. Like in, in hindsight and like a in the massive scale, like if you have the same idea. Yeah. Um because, because it, it is, is all mental when it comes, comes down, down to, to like, like after the fact of like actually executing. Um, and and uh, there, like that's also another thing that, that I, mean, I mean, it's, it's also, also lonely. lonely. It's, it's super lonely, lonely right? Yeah, like, like I've, I've done, done this all on my own, and, and you know, know I'm sure I'm sure you've done a lot on your own. If not, you're still doing it. You know, it's. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of, of like self-doubt self and hard, it's hard, hard to like lean on people that, that you know, know aren't necessarily like trying to do this with you. you. Yeah. I mean, I, there's so many quotes that I can read out loud to you that but I'm just saying you should read Robin Sharma's books because okay. like just just uh, there's so I, I think you would relate so much to this stuff. 
And, and no, they're like easy reads. They really are. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I will. I mean, I'm, I'm also the type of person that, that like, like, these, these mental, mental things, things like, like, yes, it's, it's embarrassing, maybe, maybe but, but, like, who gives a shit? Because it's, like, helping you. Right. Like, I had, I was at a point, I wasn't, this was at a point in investment banking. Like, like, I had, I had a really, really tough, tough time in investment banking because I had to learn everything the same way I had to learn fashion and supply chain and building a website and all this stuff. Um, like, I had a, a ringtone or, like, a alarm that was, like, an inspirational, like, quote from just, like, a random YouTube link. But, like, I had it for, like, a month because, like, I needed it to, like, get me through and just, like, wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, like, like I, I can, can do this, this. Yeah. Um, but well, like, like it does like, like you know, know it doesn't, doesn't matter if you have these things, things right? Like, like if it, it helps you, if it benefits you, you do it. it. You know, yeah. like, like people, people are scared, scared or embarrassed or have this like thought in their head, like oh this is super cheesy. Like who gives a shit? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually read to two quotes from him. So I have no one's unimportant. There are no extra people alive today. Every person and every job matters. So that kind of like talks to just, you know, the roles mm-hmm. that we have, but some people make our roles gets better, but everybody needs to right. not feel that they're insignificant. And the other thing tying to the uh, excellency of leadership is no excellent leader ever got to the lofty platform they reached by feebly clinging to fear-filled excuses. So that to me is like a way of like, you know, making sure we just have to persevere and, you know, carry on. Right. No, yeah, and that's, that's true. true. I mean, and, and to, to, to the, the first, first quote, you know, yeah, I, I'm maybe not like thinking, I've never heard that quote, quote but like, like, you know, it's a great quote. quote and I, I think of it in terms of, I'm trying, trying to hire, hire, you know, people, people right, right now. now and, and like, like, I'm, I'm just, just envisioning and want to create an environment that is worthwhile for everyone who's, who's in it, right? Like. Yes, yes, I'm the I'm founder, founder, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter if you're the founder or you're not the founder. You're, you're part, part of the, of the team. team. You, you have, have just as much creativity, say, you know, autonomy, autonomy as, you know, like, as, as, as me in a sense, sense, right? Because, because like, I, I want, want you to perform and, and be so comfortable and have the greatest time while obviously executing and, and, and progressing. But, but like, like there's so, so many times where people, people and, and they're, they're all over the world, world are just felt like, you know, they're, they're insignificant or their opinions or thoughts don't matter because they're an analyst or an associate or, you know, you know, a lower level than someone else. And like, I'm, I'm constantly thinking of, OK, I want a creative environment because I understand that people want a voice. Like right. people, people should have a voice. voice. Um, yeah. and, people and people don't realize, realize that when they're starting companies because there's so many things to do and, you know, like you have all this experience as a founder, but you're like the, the person below you doesn't. Um, but like your job is to have them up to speed and contribute as much as they can. And that's not going to happen unless you commit your time and create this working environment that builds this community yeah so um another book and it's 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 early for you to read but at the same time it's interesting i i connect i i sync up every thursday morning with a group of entrepreneurs 
that we met in the same group, by the way, we kind of forged this group back in the day. And mm -hmm. we, and one of them really kind of, he mentioned that he, he, he tries to dictate his organization based on this uh, EOS, which is called the entrepreneurs. It stands for the entrepreneurs operating system. Um, and it comes from a book called traction written by Gino Wickman. Now I've heard about Gino Wickman's book. I, cause I've read the other traction first, uh, by, um, what's his name? Gabriel Weinberg, the duck, duck, go guy. And I, you know, I, I was like, Oh yeah, well, I don't know. That sounds like the more corporatized version because Gabriel Weinberg is a startup guy as far as I'm concerned. And I read uh -huh. it and I will say that it's really a, really a fantastic read about like setting aside really having like this like cheat sheet for like everything about your organization now you and i like i said is it's kind of early for us to kind of think about but at the same time it sort of is really relevant because it talks about how when your company has enough people you're going to want to have people who align with your specific company values but also are in the right seat so like for example some people might align with your company values but like you know there aren't in the right seat like maybe you have somebody who's like you know an operations person in the cfo role or you have somebody who doesn't align with your company values, but is great at the CFO world that they're sitting in, but they don't really care about the company. So you really want to find someone who really kind of checks out both, both of those boxes and you might have to like shift your company. So the idea is like, you know, you have like 17 people at your company already, are they all in the right place? Are they perfect for your company? And if you have this like alignment of, of all these goals, all of a sudden, like, you know, the, the ex people have seen year over year growth to like, you know, in the like, percentages like massive massive growth and it's pretty pretty cool uh, the way the way you do it if especially when you're in the moment of growth and you're looking mm -hmm. to bring on people um you want to kind of think about this philosophy and, and, and embody that right then and there i think right. and, and it, it, it might simplify things later you know he talks about how he's his the clients that he's had uh it's like companies the size of like three all the way to like 1700 and I'm like, I'm, 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 I still consider myself a company of one, even though I have like a couple people helping me here and there. Um, right. I, I, but yeah, like it, it's given me a foundation upon which I could potentially build this thing. And I especially think that at least you don't necessarily need to implement it today, but you can especially understand it and get to that point. So my thought process, my thought for you is just to say, go ahead, take a, take a read. I, I know I'm not, I, I never used to be much of a reader until this entrepreneur thing bug hit me. Yeah. And there, there's so much value that comes from these, these, these pieces of paper. No, 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 thank you. you. Um, no, I think building the right team is one of the most important things, if not like the most important actor, like actually conveying your brand. Yeah. And, and like having, making that good product. Yeah. Um, cause like that, that's, what's going to get you from where you are now to where you want to go. You can't do it on your own. Right. 100%. It's impossible. Um, and you and need to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. No, no and I, I, don't, I don't. I want to be the dumbest person at my company. Right. Like, like that's, that's my goal. goal. Because there are so, so many people that know marketing and supply chain and, you know, uh, like design, design product, product development, development that, that like, yes, yes I, I, started I started this, I have the vision, vision but, but if, if I can facilitate and view, you, you know, the, the conductor, conductor which, which, you know, I think that's one of my, you know, greatest, greatest abilities, abilities to actually like understand, understand and, and create, create this, this, this environment, environment, this team, 
and people around this like an idea um but that's like my goal right um and that's how i'm gonna get from now like a one person you know selling out in like 50 units to like thousands of units down the road yeah yeah so I'm, I'm still figuring that out too because i've had people come and go and kind of get there but don't completely align with the values and the and the hustle culture because at this especially now you know you think about that so it's, it's it's also the millennials versus the older if you will yeah <laughs> no it's, it's hard, hard too because, because what, what i'm, I'm seeing, seeing and I, you know it's very apparent i think just, just above, above the broader, broader audience, audience but, but I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard, hard to find, find people, people that, that are, are going to work. Like, like no, no one's going to work harder than you, right? right? Like, like you're, you're the founder, the founder but, but like you can't expect them to do that, right? Right? Like, like you have to like take it back, back, put like your, your, you know, yeah, your, your feet in their, in their shoes, shoes, and say, okay, I'm like imagine me work, like expecting to work all these hours, have like all these commitments, and I'm not. Like, like really, really starting this, this company. company yeah right like, like i mean that's, that's one, one reason why i couldn't do investment, investment banking. banking or frankly, frankly i can't really it's hard to do another job, job. um because, because I, don't, I don't i don't know, know if i can, can you know, know like work, work for someone, someone or do something, something that wasn't mine and it's, and it's difficult, difficult. Um, and it's, it's a hard, hard challenge, challenge to face. Yeah, um, and, and it, the passion isn't there for a lot of people. Like you hope that they align with the values. That's why it's like, you know, I, I try to really, the first thing I do when I talk to people is get them in, in touch with my values. Like, you know, but not everybody likes that. You know, I've, I've had people who really like buy it, but then they mm-hmm. don't work for like three weeks because I don't necessarily need them. And then all of a sudden, like I, you know, I, I the night before this project is due, like I had outstanding questions about something that, you know, they had worked on it and all of a sudden they, they freak out, you know, that's not a lot right, like right. cultural alignment, but then again, you know, I have to respect that people do have to like, you know, have to go out and do time. But like, when you don't have nothing, when you have nothing to do for a while, you know, yeah. like there's that question. Cause that's the thing. That's, that's startup culture. Startup culture. You really have to understand as somebody who works for a startup that not everything is your standard nine to five. And, oh, it's not. and I think that especially the elders, if you will, don't really get that. They don't really embrace that and they don't understand. And, you know, the things that they're, they're going to be ebbs and flows based on what's required at certain times. So they're very, they, they prefer that stable stability if, if, of those normal times, but yet they want to live in the startup culture and that they're not ready to mentally, I guess, conceptualize what that really looks like. So, no, 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 yeah. not at all. I mean, I, mean, I, I work, work for a startup, a startup um, just, just I, I, needed I needed money and, and I, I thought it was, it was a great, great opportunity. opportunity. Um, um, to, so, so I, I, I worked at a startup from January to, and then I quit about a month ago. Um, and it was like an Amazon e-commerce FBA um, startup. And like, I knew I was to be working a lot, you know, and, and there were people at the company that, you know, thought it was going to be a nine to five. And it's, it's, it's not, not the case, case at all. all. It's, it, it could, could be, be eight, eight to nine. nine. It, it could, could be eight to eight. eight. It could be nine to seven. seven. But it's but definitely not nine to five. five. It, it could be nine. nine sometimes I'm working till midnight. midnight. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. You know? It's hard. You know? And, and you're, you're not getting paid that much either. Yeah, nope. 
Yeah, it's the nature of the beast, and you know, hopefully, people understand that that's what that's what requires to get company off the ground. You know, you got to do things in a very, very different, uh, systematic way, uh, not so in a systematic way, if you will. Um, but it, you know, yeah. it makes it makes everything it makes everything better, I guess. Yeah. So um, I realize we're, we're we're over an hour now, I think, and I want to um, kind of I would have asked you other questions, but I, I guess really the big question is at this point. You know, I want to make sure people support you and you get the visibility. So we're, first, before I, before I do that, or uh, I'm going to ask you one question, and especially now, because I think you have the experience, but mm -hmm. if you can ask an earlier version, uh, if, if you can tell, give advice to an earlier version of Brandon, what would you tell him? Um, I would, I would say, say start, 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 start something. something. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's and actually, actually do it, it. Like, like find something, something in your life, life and, and it, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's it's, it's not, not making money, money. Right? right like, like start, start a hobby if you like watching sports, sports then start, start a blog, blog right or like, like start, start making like a, like a funny, funny cool twitter, twitter account and just like tweet what you like doing because so many people are just in this position of like, like, I don't, I don't like, like my job, job or like, I don't, don't like what I'm, what I'm doing. doing. And, and they're, they're trying, trying to find things, things that they like and, and, and building off of that, but like start a side hustle or like start something that you genuinely enjoy that takes your mind off of it and it will build. Yeah. It will grow. Like people will start saying, and don't be afraid to tell people about it. Right. Like that's the thing. People are so scared of telling someone, someone that, that they're starting, starting something because they don't, they don't want, want to be judged, judged that, you know, if they, they like it or it's cheesy or it's dumb or stupid, like who cares? Right. It's, it's like, like your life, you're, you're going to regret it if you don't, don't do it. Right. And, and why, why are you going to let other people dictate that? that? Like, like it's your fucking life. And I, and I'm like very passionate about this. Yeah. Cause I see so many people like this. Yeah. There's the, there's another quote about like how people who mind don't matter and people who matter don't mind. It's, I don't know who actually said that, but it's not Dr. Seuss. That's what I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's really important. And it's funny cause right now I'm in this moment of like this perfume thing, I really want to make big, but I, like, I have all these little like ideas that I think will eventually come back to the perfume and support the perfume. And like, I feel like very serial entrepreneurial right now, entrepreneurially. <laughs> Like I just serially, I don't know how to say it, but I'll try to use that as a descriptor here yeah. uh, where like, I feel like I could do this and it could, like, every, I've been talking to people with advice or like uh, for advice and they keep going back to me, what about the perfume? And I'm like, well, honestly, this would supplement the perfume. This isn't, a, right. this, is, this would promote the perfume, but like, you know, cause the perfume is like, I, I wouldn't say it's like, there's so much more I can put, breathe life into, but I like all of this together. It, all, it, I don't think there's anything like deviating from it. I think it's just pushing, propelling things in a different direction. So mm -hmm. um, who knows? But yeah, don't 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 hesitate and don't worry about how people judge you because at the end of the day, the only person who matters is basically yourself. So yeah, yeah. and it, it extends, extends beyond, beyond um, like, like what, what you're, you're doing, doing, right? right? It's, it's like, like what, what you wear, wear what you say. You know, obviously be conscious of what you say, like, like your, your you know situations, situations but, but you know. You know the, yeah, just, just people, people are so, so you know, you know just, just conscious, conscious of what, what other, other people, people think about that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, 
Cool. So how do people find you? Yeah, yeah so, so my company, company is Le Collier. Um, it's, it's French, French for the, the color. Uh, hence, you know, all, all the shirts are contrast color. Um, and so I have a website, uh, Le Collier. Uh, clothing.com. Um, it's L-E-C-O-L-L-I-E-R clothing. Um, and then Instagram, the same at Lake clothing. Um, I'm working on building a TikTok. Um, I'm not TikTok savvy, so that's why I'm looking for someone for it. Um, but but yeah, I mean those those are really it. And then I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you know, if you want to. Follow, follow the journey, the journey I, guess, I guess, and, and, and just, just understand, understand like, like what it's like to be an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. I, I'm starting to post some, some, some things that, that I've been through, um, just on my, on my, my personal, personal LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, but yeah that's, that's, that's really, really it. it. Keep it simple. simple. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm looking at your socials right now. I like, I like your little fancy, really, you make it like very, very sophisticated looking though. The, the backgrounds very, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the descriptor if they are looking for, but uh, traditional, contemporary, whatever. It's not. It's, it's not, not a traditional, traditional brand. brand. Yeah, it's, it's it's like, like a, a very cool version of a menswear brand that you've never, never really seen before. before. Um, um, and that's, that's how, how we, we like, like to do things. things. Like, because I'm, I'm not. I'm a banker, right? right? Like, I'm, I'm not a fashion guy. But like, we're creating a really sophisticated fashion brand in New York. So, you know, we want to play to our strengths. Yeah. Yeah. And you will, and you will, and you'll get there. And, and I, I have faith in you. And I know, I mean, listen, as entrepreneurs in a similar journey, you know, we, we used to definitely keep in touch and, and keep each other apprised and support each other as whatever way we can. Cause I think that's, that's the most important thing for this journey that everybody like we build upon each other. So oh, okay. definitely. I'm here for you whenever. Uh, as, as well. as, as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so I guess that's cool. it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. It was great to be with you. And, you know, yeah. always, always happy to chat and, and uh, you know, get, get back, back on, on here, here when, when, when we're both successful. successful. Yeah. 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 We're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Slow, we'll get slow, there. slow and steady wins over. So I, I realized in the beginning, it's going to be a lot more of a marathon than a sprint, but it's like the slowest oh, yeah. marathon you're ever going on because if you're doing it literally from your life savings, you don't have the foundation to kind of do things in the way that you maybe otherwise expect. And, and I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm prepared for that, you know, sort of, yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. We'll keep, keep reading, reading those quotes, quotes and, and, we'll and we'll get, get there. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, now well, we have, have, now we have, we have each other, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk. talk. Yeah. If you like the Common Sense Podcast, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, and write your review. Thank you so much. Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time.